Hi friend, if you love the information you hear in the podcast, then you will love the free mini series of videos that I've put together just for you. It's all about the biblical blueprint for health and teaches you exact principles I've taught to thousands of Christian women that result in weight loss, better sleep, increased energy, clearer skin, and sharper brains. You can go to thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries to grab this free set of short, powerful teachings that will show you how to create better health God's way. It's at thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries. Go check it out now. Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? We are going to talk about the purpose of the body, which is our theme for the May round of Feast to Fast. So for each round of Feast to Fast, we have a scripture focus. And because we celebrate Pentecost in May, um, it's the perfect time of year to think about and reevaluate the purpose of our body. So Pentecost is the time when we commemorate the apostles receiving the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, but there was a time I was like, why did we just switch from calling everybody disciples to apostles? (laughs) And so I learned that a disciple is a student, you know, one who learns from a teacher. And an apostle is one who is sent to deliver those teaching to others. Apostle means messenger. So um, the disciples, you know, after Easter, the disciples were the ones who were the messengers to go out and spread the good news into the world. And so Pentecost, and this happened, you know, after Pentecost. So this is really the time um, in the birth of the church. Now, Pentecost doesn't fall well this year it falls at the end of may but the way it works is that pentecost always comes 50 days after easter okay pentecost is the greek word for 50 so that's just where that word comes from but it's that 50 days between easter and the time that the apostles receive the holy spirit now this timing is not random these 50 days because god is not random in his timing right But this 50 days after Easter also coincides with the 50 days between um, Passover and the Feast of Weeks. Okay, so the Jewish people, you know, obviously in biblical times, they celebrated Passover. Um, You know, before there was Easter, the Jewish celebration was to celebrate Passover um, when the angel of death passed over the houses of the Israelites. Okay. And about 50 days after that, each year, there was this, an event called the Feast of Weeks, which was an agricultural celebration, thanking God for his provision of food. And so with this feast, um, the Jewish men would travel to Jerusalem 
for the feast and to offer thanks to God and, you know, to give their first fruits. And so the point of to know this, why I'm talking about it, is just to know that there were a lot of people, a lot of witnesses in Jerusalem when the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles because there was a bunch of people there 50 days after Passover to celebrate the Feast of Weeks. Okay, so again, this timing is very purposeful. Now let's read uh, this passage from Acts 2.1. When Pentecost Day arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound from heaven, like the howling of a fierce wind, filled the entire house they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individualized flames of fire alighting on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. Okay, so I watched this series on Netflix called AD, you know, After the Death, and one of my favorite parts was seeing how they portrayed the Holy Spirit coming over the apostles. It was like this dark cloud kind of came over the upper room where they were staying, and um, it, it started drawing this cloud, I mean, sorry, drawing this crowd towards that area, and the wind started whipping up around it. And um, in, in, in the room, you could see this kind of wind whipping through the room and, and these little lights of fire over each of their heads. And they were all speaking in these different languages, but could understand each other. And it was just such a powerful representation that, you know, it really impacted my understanding of what, like how this could have happened to see this visual. And I thought it was just so cool. Um, so if you ever have the chance to watch that series, it's a really good one. Now, what's funny is that, you know, all the Jewish people are there because of the Feast of Weeks, and they're hearing all this, and they're, and, and they're kind of starting to observe all this, and all these languages being spoken, and I'm sure it was way confusing and somewhat alarming and kind of crazy seeming, you know, and they were like, these people are drunk, like the apostles, they're, they're drunk. <laughs> and in scripture, it says, Peter spoke to them and said, listen, these people aren't drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. And that totally cracks me up and makes me think of God's timing. You know, he was like, we're going to do this first thing in the morning. So everybody is not blaming it on the vino, right? So that's kind of the picture, you know, that we have of the apostles receiving the Holy Spirit. And this was just such a monumental time. Now we don't you know, have quite the production with this wind and fire and crazy languages coming out of our mouths. But y'all, we are also given the Holy Spirit. And I want you to sit in that truth for just here for a hot minute and think about that. You know, you, me, we, we have this direct link with our mighty God through the power of the Holy Spirit. We carry the Holy Spirit inside of us, which means that we have divine wisdom, divine love, divine peace, divine direction, divine ideas, all available to us. It's what I like to call our holy edge. You know, as Christians, we have this holy edge in this earthly world, a supernatural ability to connect with God. And we have been given this gift by the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is our kingdom connector. 
He came to restore us to the Father. I think of it as Jesus like this ladder between heaven and earth. You know, he took on the weight of the world, our sin, our suffering, so that we may crawl back up into the lap of our Father. And it's his back, you know, that we climb on and his shoulders we stand on to reach the presence of the Almighty. You know, I think of that, I think of Jacob's ladder, you know, from the Old Testament, and there's certainly that parallel there. But um, I just think of Jesus stretched between earth and heaven, and it's by him that we can we can actually, you know, climb up and down and have that connection between heaven and earth. You know, through Jesus, we have eternal life with our Father and an earthly life led by the Holy Spirit. God covers all the basis. You know, he's leaving no stone unturned to be with us. The Holy Spirit is our holy compass that helps us navigate a better life right now. And it's in the daily seeking and sinking in God's will through the word and the Holy Spirit that steps us up into the lives that we're, you know, fully meant to live on this earth. I just I geek out on this supernatural ability <laughs> that we've been given to connect with God. I just think it's the coolest thing ever. You know, if you've listened to any of the um, episodes I've done on the signs that I've gotten, I mean, that like makes me swoony and like want to just pass out every time something like that happens to me. It's like this powerful connection this powerful supernatural connection. I was just telling Father Casey the other day, Father Casey is the rector at my church. I was telling him, he was asking how Brian and I met. And um, I told him that I had this overwhelming sense that I was going to marry Brian the first time I ever saw him. I had never met him. I had never seen him before. But we passed in a hallway and I just had this weird knowing that he was who I was going to marry. It made absolutely no sense. You know, we didn't speak at that time. We literally passed in the hallway and this thought came over my brain. That is who you're going to marry. And it was so assured and so absolute. And for years, I didn't really know how to think about that or describe it, except as, you know, I was just love at first sight. I mean, but it wasn't really, (laughs) even though I definitely thought he was cute. But now I know it was the Holy Spirit dropping me a holy clue. You know, and fa- so Father Casey was asking me, oh, were, I mean, were you involved at church that time, at that time? And, you know, I really, I wasn't. Um, that was during college. And, you know, I went to church here and there on my own, but I wasn't actively seeking and sinking with God. But he was trying to sink with me. And I so love him for that. And just so you know that he wants to engage with us and guide us and impress his peace upon us, even when we have our faces turned away from him. You know, we can still get holy insight when we're not actively seeking him. But imagine how much more we can get when we activate our receiver, you know, when we receive it openly. Because God is not withholding, but it's us who hold back and kind of choke that flow by not staying open and connected to him. It's like having all of this electricity, you know, all the electricity behind the wall, but never walking over to flip the switch to turn the light on. You know, it's there, it's available, but we have to do our part to go over and flip the light on or tell Alexa to turn it on or whatever we do now. (laughs) 
And I just, I kind of envision all of this electrical, you know, spiritual power and energy available to us in our heart and our mind. But our part is to flip that switch by seeking God and asking him and letting what the Bible says seep into our brains. You know, like I said, it was only years and years later when I started more actively engaging with God by reading the Bible and reading books about the Bible and going to Bible study and actually paying attention in church um, that I realized it was the Holy Spirit telling me that that random dude in the hallway was going to be my husband. And, you know, it was a long haul with some challenging details before we actually did get married. It wasn't until five years later. And most of our relationship was long distance. Um, I had to give up my job and everything I'd ever known in the big city to move out to the country to live on this ranch was just so different from anything I had ever known. I'm like, am I going to be able to do this? You know, Um, but I think it, it was that feeling, that underlying knowing from the Holy Spirit that Brian was meant to be my husband. That's what got me through some of those hard times and hard decisions I had to make. I mean, my family was men too happy that only a year and a half after I graduated from college that they'd paid for. Thank you, mom and dad. And then I found this great job. And then I just, I left all that to move to the country where I wasn't going to be putting any of it to use. And y'all, I'm a first child. I'm a people pleaser. And it, it devastated me to disappoint my parents. I can remember that conversation I had with them so well, where I was sitting and the look on their faces, you know, and it just, it made me feel terrible. But you know, obviously it all worked out and they love Brian and everything. But I mean, it was a leap of faith that I'm not sure I would have taken without that deep inner knowing that, you know, Brian was meant to be my man. You know, if I didn't have that holy clue (laughs) from five years back, would if I have done it? You know, I don't know. If I wouldn't have taken that leap of faith, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right here today. I'd probably still be a corporate recruiter in Houston instead of a holistic nutritionist working out of a teeny tiny town in West Texas, you know, I mean, it just, it blows my mind. So the point is that we can miss all the holy knowledge bombs that God has for us. If our receivers aren't open, you know, we might miss something he has for us to do and to be in this world. Because when it comes down to it, our true purpose is to be the light of Jesus and to glorify God in these earthly lives of ours, to be salty and lit, you know, as we talked about a few episodes ago. So the first thing is to receive and recognize the Holy Spirit within us. Just appreciate what that is, you know, and that's why like at this time of the year, as we move toward that day of Pentecost, it is just a really beautiful time to sit in this truth. In, in receiving and recognizing the Holy Spirit, it's not like this one-time, you know, baptismal action. It is an everyday seeking, asking, listening for the holy guidance that God has for us. And so that's the first thing, you know, it's just opening that receiver to receive that, all of that power and that, that supernatural connection And then the second thing is to recognize and understand and appreciate that you live all of that out. You live out your purpose and your calling and all of these, um, this insight that the Holy Spirit gives you, you live that out through your body. 
1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. That is like my mothership scripture as a Christian nutritionist. That is like, boom, there it is. Okay, I mean, your body is not about a calorie range, a scale number, a clothing size, anything like that. Your body is about getting out into the world to be everything God created you to be. We are physical beings with spiritual purposes. We are earthly creatures with heavenly power. Your body is the vehicle that carries out kingdom work. And my friend, I want you to be able to do that fully, openly, and with the fewest obstacles in the way. I feel like my purpose is to boost your purpose. You know, to be here reminding you and teaching you that you are a holy vessel. And we got to keep that vessel strong, operating at full strength, because we are Christians here to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this world, to be the hand that holds and the mouth that praises and the legs that walk alongside people who need us, or the lips that give kisses, you know, and the ear that listens and the eyes that see goodness in the world. It's all about having patience for your spouse and energy for your kids and brain power at work. It's showing up and showing up well in the world. And the ripple effect of that is far and wide. The way you diffuse out the Holy Spirit can change the trajectory of someone's day and someone's faith. You know, I like to think of us as like these holy diffusers, you know, like an essential oil diffuser, just like seeping out goodness, um, you know, like seeping goodness out of our pores <laughs> into the world. And allowing other people to soak up our powerful properties. You know how essential oils have just these powerful properties and we diffuse them out into our rooms and, you know, almost without even knowing it, we're just kind of breathing in these powerful properties and, and getting benefit from them, whether, you know, we, we're thinking about it or not, but it's there and we're like that. We can be like these holy diffusers, our presence around other people, just emanating this beautiful, godly, spiritual um, um, energy that just can envelop everybody that is in our path. But you know, when we're achy and moody and tired and stressed and in our heads about our weight and our shape and the scale number, we are not fully showing up in the way God created us. And what I want you to know is that you have so much power to change that. You know, people are always praying for better health, which is great. I mean, do that for sure. But are you doing and utilizing what God has already given you to have better health? Are you drinking water every day and eating clean plant and animal foods that come from the earth instead of bags of things that come from a factory? Are you appreciating the ability to move your body by walking, biking, swimming, lifting weights, or, you know, whatever it is you like to do for exercise? Are you honoring your body's need for rest by going to bed at a decent hour? I mean, I believe in miracles, but don't wait till you need one for better health. Health is wealth. 
and nobody realizes that more than the person who is right in the middle of a health condition or crisis. You know, because poor health affects every other aspect of your life, your relationships, your job, just, you know, the way you operate in the world. Like if you're having unpredictable unpredictable diarrhea attacks, I mean, you're going to hold back from going places. If your blood sugar is imbalanced, you're going to snap at your kids more and not even understand why you're doing it. If your hormones are wonky, you're not going to feel like having love time with your spouse. I mean, I'm just, you know, being real here, right? If you have a skin condition, you're going to be constantly trying to cover yourself and just hide yourself from the world. If your immune system is shot, you're going to catch everything that comes along and not be able to function at home or work or church. And I mean, ain't no mama got time to be down for the count, you know? So, I mean, I'm talking about everyday issues here that our bodies need to be, um, you know, strong for and healthy for. And that's not even to mention more serious things like cancer and diabetes and, and heart disease, you know, and if you don't take care of the, you know, quote unquote, little stuff along the way, the diarrhea, the skin condition, you know, that, that moodiness or that, those weird cravings in the afternoon or your, your hormones out of balance, you know, I call that little stuff. It's not little stuff, but, um, but if you don't take care of that stuff, then you're going down the road of something more serious, like, you know, a terrible health diagnosis. And the thing is, God didn't design us to be miserable, sick creatures. No way, Jose. He designed us to be resilient and energetic, you know, to just want to jump out of bed every morning and be a blessing machine. You know, our highest health goal is to be an excellent vessel for the Holy Spirit. That is our purpose of the body. And I will never quit shouting from the rooftops that taking care of your body is holy business. I'm going to quote from Romans 12:1, which says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. Now, during the month of May, like I said, leading up to Pentecost, we will be doing Feast of Fast and focusing on this daily. You just can't go wrong with good food and daily scripture. And so if you have not done a round of Feast of Fast with us, or even if you have, and you just want to commit to a refresher, um, because we have tons of people who like to repeat the program to stay focused on more God and, you know, better health on the daily, then come on. If you're into health and you're into the Lord, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's just, it's such a precious way to, to go into this season of Pentecost and be aware and be purposeful and be intentional. And I would love to have you along with us um, and let's just get our vessels into shape so that we do feel like jumping out of bed every day and blessing the ever living socks off of people all right my friends thank you for listening have a healthy and blessed week and i will talk to you soon
Hi everyone, remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.